Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. This is 620, taping on Easter Sunday. Yep. Still no news from the Honorable Chief Judge Bum on the right to carry killer bill, uh, led off by uh, Dan Schmutter and David Jensen from ANJRPC, NRA, FPC, SAF. CNJFO and NJ2AS. That's a lot of We got initial. all the five families involved in this case. If you don't know about it, you better look it up and you haven't been listening or paying attention. Now, I was going to talk on the show about how our public masters, our public servants, how they're constantly uh, you know, assaulting our U.S. Constitution, where we're still the only country in the world that you know, we're hanging on by a thread with a Constitution. And I get an email right before we tape the show, just so you know that our lawmakers in New Jersey are focused on the priorities, okay? Our infrastructure crumbles, crime is rampant, catch and release criminal justice system, bail reform where killers just are allowed to walk free, open-air drug markets, can't smoke a cigarette or a cigar anywhere in public, but weed, no problem, okay? (laughs) It is Sodom and Gomorrah, ladies and gentlemen. Like I've said... We are. If you read the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, we're at the same declining period, yep. except they had better roads. Yes, they did. I've talked about this numerous times. And Look around at the potholes that you're driving through and the bent rims, yeah. and you That's would right. agree. <laughs> That's right. So not to be outdone with the level of stupidity of the people we vote in, Assemblyman Herb Conaway from Burlington County is now going after the all-important banning single-use plastic utensils and condiments <laughs> it's just that restaurants provide. It's just out of control. Okay. Uh, the restaurant will get a $1,000 fine, first offense, $2,500 for second offense, and then 5000 for each third and subsequent offense. And, of course, the money is going to go to the Clean Communities Program Fund, which is probably the assemblyman's retarded nephew. <laughs> who's running the fund out of his mother's basement, and he'll be getting all of the money to post cool shit on Instagram that littering's bad, okay? You should be right recycling, okay? Okay? Because we know how corrupt the Garden State is, the Soprano State. Absolutely. So uh, you have to ask for a utensil. Otherwise, you go back to your car and you eat animal style uh, <laughs> with your hands. Yes, with your hands. Yes, welcome to New Jersey. Oh, oh, God, yeah. this is what we care about. We got whales and dolphins <laughs> floating up every day. But Goldman Sachs is bankrolling that, and all of our leaders are beholden to Goldman Sachs. So we don't talk about that. No, we don't talk about it. We, we don't that. talk about that. We don't care about the animals today. Okay? <laughs> if it was a cigarette butt that was killing the whales, we would figure out a way to tax our way into prosperity with that shit. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. It is so backwards. It really is so backwards. And, of course, our Attorney General, Stuart Plankton, or whatever the hell his name is, he is on a tear. They're keeping track of how many carry permits are issued in New Jersey, but they haven't released the data yet because they have to get the data from the judges, the towns, and the state police. So it, we, the technology doesn't allow for a clearinghouse of that information for a state like New Jersey yet, okay? Um, you know, am I right or wrong? Oh, let me tell you. <sighs> but they can't figure it out. It's because they don't want us to see the numbers. Exactly And the right. longer the cases go, the more crap that turns up, the less people get in trouble with the carry gun. Uh-huh. It hurts their case. Yes, it does. We know that. We've seen that happen. So here's the article that was behind a paywall from one of the uh, Pravda uh, newsletters that published out of Trenton under uh, Phil Murphy. New Jersey has seen a significant increase in applications for gun carry permits after a landmark U.S. Supreme Court ruling. Yeah, we know. Authorities are setting up a real-time processing and tracking system for handgun carry apps in compliance with the decision and demand for requests. 
He goes, but Plankin, I don't have the number for you. We will have a full sense of the scope of the number of applications, hopefully by the summer. Okay, yeah, whatever. Uh, the state judiciary processed 12,000 applications between the Supreme Court decision that came down June and December 22nd. But the judiciary probably uh, processed more applications after that, and then the towns took over, okay? The state police said that they, they issued 5,700 carry permits, which means they probably have 30,000 more waiting because yeah, they're, right. it, they're really, right. really backed up slow. <clears throat> Obviously, they don't have the, man, the manpower for this, right? But they're dying the uh the state police is dying uh because they know people aren't you know dri- driving around and pulling their guns out wild west pimp style you know like like the age deputy ag said you know spinning your gun in public <laughs> or bringing it to a parent teacher you know or bringing it to your a raise a negotiation for a raise and taking your gun out and putting it on a table hi i'm here to negotiate my raise happens all the time <laughs> You know, crime, your, crime look is at this rampant. this really cool gun I just got. It's, it's. <laughs> what a freaking moron. And it's amazing how, could you imagine if one one hundredth, one one hundredth of their focus on us was used towards real criminals? Exactly right. Instead of spinning them back out on the street. They, they, but they just hate us. Yeah. They, they, they just, they just hate us so much. They, they loathe us. You know, their focus is always on us. They pay little concern to any criminals committing crimes and felonies. They turn everything like that into misdemeanors, but us, misdemeanors would be pumped up into felonies. Right. Well, you can't take over everything that they're taking over right now, including healthcare and now the financial system, food and everything else, and still allow the. Uh, the people to have a way to defend themselves against you or to rebel against you. You can't allow oh, that to happen. You, that, that from your mouth to God's ears, that is the absolute truth. That is the absolute truth, Sandy. It is horrible at this point, you know? And uh, <laughs> uh, they're really trying to take over everything. And you, you ladies and gentlemen out there, if you like going to the post office, you like going to motor vehicles, just think. That's yep. how your medical treatment's going to be soon. Exactly right. There are okay, people still ready in Canada. You know, I get this shit all the time, and I they're like, you don't know what's going on in Canada. Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, there are still waits for six months, eight months, ten months to get an MRI. Not to get a procedure, to get an MRI. There's such a shortage of doctors in Canada, and this is what happens when you make everything free. Uh, when it's free, there's a waiting line is got to be rationing of some sort because everybody and their brother will just take advantage of it. Uh, Ask any doc who's ever worked in an ER what happens on the first of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you out there that are wanting to, to carry Wild West pimp style when they go to Florida, Governor DeSantis just uh, signed a bill into law and Florida became the 26th state with constitutional carry it takes effect july 1st now everybody slow down i want to go over what this entails because our phones and emails have been ringing off the hook with uh everybody asking i can carry anywhere i don't need a permit or whatever it doesn't really change for us so let's go over stuff here the new law allowing permitless carry in florida takes effect july 1st the law only applies to those who can legally own a gun in florida meaning that individuals who are not legally permitted to own a gun will not be able to carry one. So if you don't have a residency in Florida, this law doesn't apply to you. While a permit will no longer be required to carry a concealed gun in Florida, having a permit is still beneficial. A permit will allow individuals to carry concealed weapons in states with reciprocity. Okay, that, this is important. Uh, with a permit, individuals can also bypass the waiting period for purchasing firearms in Florida. Without a permit, individuals will still be subjected to the waiting period. The new law has been controversial, with some expressing concerns about public safety and the potential for an increase in gun violence. Of course, that's from the left. Oh. Proponents of the law argue that it upholds Second Amendment rights and allows law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. I agree with it. For you non-resident people, you still need your non-resident permit. 
Okay, when I someday buy a house in Florida, I will make my residency Florida and I will get a Florida carry permit. And I'm not going to just permitless carry. I'm going to get a Florida carry permit so I can carry in other states that have reciprocity. Handgunlaw.us to me is the best site. They don't have an app. Handgunlaw.us, go on your mobile device and save it to your home screen, bookmark it, and you should check uh, the states that you're, uh, you're allowed to carry in. Now, there's an option if it's resident or non-resident. If you have put resident New Jersey, non-resident Florida, non-resident Utah, non-resident Connecticut, non-resident Maryland, whatever you have, and that'll show you all the states you're allowed to carry and what the caveats are and what the pros and cons are for each one. So please, you know, don't think this permitless carry changes anything. It's just the left going apoplectic saying, you know, it's going to be the Wild West. Everybody's carrying already any, anyway in, in Florida, and it's not the Wild West, just like so many other states. And, again, there's no huge data on how many crimes were committed by law-abiding gun owners because the left doesn't want us to see that data because the data looks very good. Yes. Uh, a huge win in New York, guys. Um, New York Supreme Court. Now, let's let's talk about this a little bit. The, it's the opposite in New York. The Supreme Court is actually the lower court in New York. All right. And then the next court they have above that. Well, I, I'm trying to think about what it's called right now. But they just ruled that red flag laws are a violation of civil rights and you do not have any due process. Wow. That's okay? a major Yes, they, they, they ruled that the, the law currently allows for the ex parte confiscation of guns without due process, okay? So Albany Democrats are being denied the gun grab uh, dreams yet again. So now, uh, you know, the judge, Judge Brown, he saw right through this, and now it has to go to the next level. The, I'm sorry, the Supreme Court is the second highest court in the state of New York, and now it's going to go to the uh, State Court of Appeals, Okay. And um, win or lose the state court of appeals, this is going to be fast-tracked to the Supreme Court already. So they'll probably be the first red flag case to get to the Supreme Court, which is very important for all of us because, uh, you know, we have it in New Jersey, and it's unconstitutional, and we know it's a violation of our uh, civil rights and constitutional rights and no due process. Uh, So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. By the way, President Pudding Pop has a comp- competitor running for president, Sandy. Oh, really? Yeah, RFK. Oh. Yeah, RFK Jr., excuse me. Wow. RFK Jr. is going to be uh, running. Uh, he filed with the Federal Elections Commission that he's going to be challenging Joe Biden uh, for 2024. There's that other woman, Marianne Williamson, that billionaire. She's going to be uh, running again, too. But last time she ran, she was basically floating around on her magic carpet. So people didn't take her that serious. <laughs> but I believe Kennedy can possibly be a serious contender for uh for Biden. He tends to, I guess he's centrist. I don't know too much about him and all, but, you know, um, in many circles, the Kennedy name carries a lot of uh, positive things and obviously a lot of baggage as well, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of money there, a lot of support there. Which Yeah, so, you know, they might say uh, Puddin' Pop, it might be a good replacement for Puddin' Pop, too. Although the established crazy left won't go for him because no, he can't be bought, you yeah. know. He questioned vaccines and he questioned Fauci and everything. So, And he's yeah. been on Fox News, so he's definitely tainted. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I, I want to read this out. Um, this is a, 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 little, uh, a little thing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, we're trying to uh, work with everybody here about... Uh, What's going on with all the changes in the state with, you know, getting your carry permit, adding guns and, um, you know, if you have a judge issued permit or you have a police chief issued permit. And, uh, you know, some input we got, we're getting conflicting input from everybody. Phoebe's been done a great job updating the website all the time. She has Brad Hendricks uh, uh, bullet points on the on the website to show. Uh, the process, you know, to get on the chief's ass and your elected officials if your carry permit or FID card is delayed. We have J factors, letters, and, uh, you know, the amended permits, we have information. But what we're hearing is if you have a judge-issued permit and the judges are no longer issuing any amendments for carry permits, you have one of three options. One is you can qualify with a new firearm and contact the judge to see if they will amend your permit to add a new firearm. Generally, all courts in New Jersey have stopped issuing amendments, and it might be impossible to do so. 
you can wait out the time left on your permit, and when you reapply in two years, you will have you you will receive an unrestricted police issued permit. Or this is what some people have done: you can surrender your permit to your PD and completely reapply, fingerprinting, qualifications, increased fees, etc. But you must first surrender your permit before applying. Police departments do not have the authority to overwrite a judge. If the judge placed restrictions on your permit, i.e. guns listed on the back, you are bound by those restrictions and must comply with them for the duration of the permit. Only a judge can overwrite a judge, and the New, Jersey's will, New Jersey judges will not make amendments after 2-2-22. If you decide to surrender your permit, it is recommended to certify mail it to your local PD because you will have proof of receipt. Once you have confirmation they have received your permit, you are free to reapply, okay? Listen, we've been answering this question a million times. Now I have people coming in with the judge permit, and they're like, oh, my PD said just qualify with the other gun and give it to us, and you're good to go. Uh, Knappen would beg to differ, as well as other legal eagles. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but if you should belong to U.S. Law Shield and run it through them. But I wanted to address that here because this is a question we get about 796 times a day. <laughs> now, this is a biggie. Brad Hendricks put this together. We're seeing this common trap come up across all of the social media platforms and emails we're getting from people. And I just he goes, I just want to shine a spotlight on what is becoming a new, very common trap for New Jersey gun owners. So we need to get the word out. Just like, remember, we got the, the word out about Judge Kaslow and yeah, everybody pulled right. their permits, right? Right. I have now witnessed about a dozen gun owners either on Facebook, Firearm Syndicate, or the, or the Reddit uh, RNJ Guns page now being caught in this trap, and all of them have been longtime gun owners. Part of the law enacted under A4796 include this new disqualifier. The bill expands the list of disqualifying criteria to include persons who have previously voluntarily admitted or involuntarily committed to inpatient or outpatient mental health treatment unless the court has expunged the person's record. Previously, only involuntarily committed, uh, commit, commit, commitments were a hard disqualifier. Now it's voluntary. The state has now backloaded decades of mental health records into no. their NIC system. Yep. <clears throat> if someone has had a past voluntary commitment but owns guns, do not assume it's not an issue. Both juvenile and adult commitments admissions apply. Often those caught up in this trap had a past difficult time in their life so that the time ag agreeing to voluntary treatment was the easiest way out, not knowing the ramifications later. It could, be, it could have been drugs, alcohol, adult, juvenile behavior, problems, self-harm, statements, etc. Should this apply to someone, they only have five days to, to surrender their firearms ID card, as the law states. A firearms purchaser ID card shall be void if the holder becomes subject to any of the disabilities set forth in subsection C of this section, whereupon the card shall be returned within five days by the holder to the superintendent who shall then advise the licensing authority. Here's the kicker. So let's say this now applies to you. What's the big deal? Those falling into this trap are getting into hot water over the fact it's now undeniably clear that they have lied on previous applications on those two questions, which are on every New Jersey gun application and FARS. It's number 22. Have you ever been confined or committed to a mental institution or hospital for treatment or observation of a mental or psychiatric condition on a temporary interim or permanent basis? If yes, give the name and location of the hospital. 25. Have you ever been attended, treated, or observed by any doctor or psychiatrist or any hospital or mental institution as an inpatient or outpatient basis for any mental or psychiatric conditions? If yes, give the names, blah, blah, blah. Several people have been caught in this new trap either on their firearm ID card address change, pistol permit, or, or carry permit application and have been asked to turn in their firearms to their police department. People need to contact an attorney ASAP and discuss their situation to ensure they navigate this properly, as it's more than the mental health expungement. The new heart disqualifier is separate and distinct from the longstanding subjective catch-all, five, to any person where the issuance would not be in the interest of the public health, safety, and welfare because the person is found to be lacking the essential character or temperament necessary to be entrusted with a firearm. I can't thank Brad Hendricks enough for this. It is on the Gun for Hire website. Go to the homepage, click Permit to Carry, 
and read it there. You don't need to call us here. You don't need to email me here. It's all there. Please share it with your friends and family. That's why we keep our page. Phoebe and Matt, keep the page updated. Guys like Brad and all of our hooks out there, this is why we have to spread this word, ladies and gentlemen. This is like when people applied for the carry permit and Judge Caslow said, well, I don't think you're, you should have a carry permit, and he denies it, and now you have 30 days to turn in all your firearms and you lose your FID card. Mm-hmm. This is the same kind of trap here, okay? Right. We have attorneys. We have ANGRPC. If you're a member, we have attorneys on retainer, all right? And I refer all the time to those retainers. We have two mental health professionals. We have Optoff and we have um, uh, Pirelli. Pirelli. And Optoff now has a psychiatrist on staff. So we have, and we have people like Brad and everybody else out there helping. So please take a hard look. If you're going to apply for another permit, if the police department is digging deeper and this comes up, it would be better to stop right now, evaluate your situation, and start taking this legal path. All right, the word has been out. You better share this far and wide, this show, with friends and family, and uh, obviously share your feedback with us. Because here's one. Do we have time? Yeah, we, um, we've got about 10 minutes. Oh, really? I'm talking that slow? <laughs> I get this from uh, Kevin. He's a corporal UMC, USMC retired. Good evening. Uh, my name is Kevin. I'm a 100% disabled combat veteran for PTSD with various other ailments. Recently, yesterday, my carry permit was disapproved by Raritan Township PD due to my PTSD, and I was pointed in your direction by my cousin. I won't go into full details in this preliminary email and instead elect to share the entirety of the situation if you feel there's a chance I can get it overturned in an appeal, which I have 30 days to apply for. I have no violent or drug-related criminal history and was somewhat surprised by the denial. If you have any ideas where I can turn for help and advice or at all, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this, and I look forward to hear from you gratefully, Kevin. Uh, I responded right away, and he responded, wow, blown away. Can't believe how quick you responded. Thank you for the input. I, I referred our lawyer network to him. You know, anybody out there, if you were in the military of PTSD, you know they're going to try to stick it to you, right? Yes. Right. Uh, Because they hate once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. And so this is going to carry against him forever. So now, unfortunately, if he maybe had a quick doctor checkup, right, Um, maybe the doctor would write a letter that he had PTSD, but he's okay now, you know. And, uh, you know, I can't speak for the for the for the legal and the mental people here. But, you know, any kind of thing that could be construed as a disqualifier, it's much better to be proactive than reactive because now he has 30 days that's right. where before he could have plotted before he submitted his paperwork now he was he was denied his carry permit which tells me he has his fid card and pistol permits already yeah right. so he's going to fall under this trap that yes. brad just outlined exactly and that's you know and what everybody has to understand is uh this is not uh by accident these things have, mm-hmm. these are tiny little things that they've been doing behind the scenes to be able to set up the fact that uh, there all, are all these pitfalls and traps out there. And one of the things that they're going to hate most are former military, because former military are actually trained to use firearms uh, and are, for the most part, uh, very um, patriotic. Which yeah, we can't goes have, can't have we that. We can't have that. No. Patriotism is a dying thing. Like we frown upon the American flag now. Yeah, of course, we have a flag yeah. for everything else, but we can't have an American flag. That's true. Yes. We can't say to pledge allegiance anymore. No. Nope, 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 nope. Can't utter those words. So this is a very important one. I want, and it's the title of the of the teaser: this mental health trap. And you know, we again we saved a lot of people's asses early on by with our communication. Yeah, right. Through Gun for Hire Radio, and oh my God, I. I was speaking with a very high-level person in Trenton last week. For all of you out there, you know, we always talk support those and support you. The the target on my back <laughs> by the governor and the AG's office is the size of Pittsburgh, Sandy. And that has been for a very, very long I, time. I know, but I was really, it's really, really, it's, it's extrapolated since well, well, you, uh, the you whole— are- you're a thorn in their side. Yes, yeah, since the carry permit. I was told by people that um, I'm a daily topic of conversation <laughs> in the great. AG's office. That's good. That's, that's okay? good. Okay? And uh, 
a rank and file state trooper said something positively about me, and he was taken to task for it. Wow. Yeah, because of our education and training, yeah, you know, right. and advocating <clears throat> the training, safety, and education and everything. But obviously, as an NRA board member, but, yeah, the, the target on my back is uh, is pretty big, and that's why we cross all our T's and dot our I's, and I'm always on alert here, you know, because I just never know yeah. what they're going to do, uh, if they're going to martyr me or not. Well, it's always been the case. I mean, you, you've operated that way ever since the beginning. And, you, you know, uh, I remember back in the day, <clears throat> many of the, even the state police firearms investigation unit um, has always been very friendly to you, has always been, yes, you know. F friendly but firm. Friendly, yes, friendly but friendly firm. Friendly but firm, yeah, yeah. you know. Which they, which had, they are, a that's their thing, things. yeah. And, uh, but it, it is, they know that you're on the up and up, and, and they respect that. I, I think that's a better word. They've been very respectful of you. Because they know um, everything you do is on the up and up, and you go that extra mile to make sure that it is. Not because you don't want to um, get in trouble, but because it is the right thing to do. And that's a big, big difference between the two. I had a guy a long time ago show up um, to qualify, and he was in his late 60s, I guess. He must have had a stroke or something. And his, he came with his wife, and she was walking, you know, him around and everything. And uh, he asked me to rack the slide on his gun because he didn't have the upper body strength to rack the slide. And I'm like, sir, I can't rack. You have to qualify. You have to show me you're competent with your firearm. I can't rack the slide for you. So I didn't fail him. I gave him his money back, and I said, maybe you should get a revolver, you know, yeah. and practice with that. And he left in a huff, and about three hours later, I get a phone call from the state police. The guy called and fabricated all kinds of crap about me and stuff and lucky for me i had all the videotape <laughs> and i and i showed it and i showed it to the state police but but they weren't accusatory at first you know but yeah. they, they were just asking me for what what the facts were what happened and stuff and uh, the guy even went so far as to say he forgot his gun there and i stole it oh come on yeah we saw it put in the case but <clears throat> but yeah we've had a good relationship but the 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 managerial down in trenton um I'm in their asses 100% and, and living in their heads rent-free. So, oh, well, that's why we have a constitution. Yeah. That's why we have a bill of rights, and I'm right. exercising mine. I like being the voice of the people. You know, I own, I own a gun range. I'm an NRA board member. I'm on the board of the state NRA. I'm a Second Amendment advocate. Sorry. Right. Sorry. This right. is what I do. I still right. want to enjoy what little freedoms we have left in this country. Well, we can. While we can, I'm actually still proud of most of my country. I'm not proud of our what they call themselves what leaders from the Uniparty. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I'm not. I'm not proud of them. I am but. not. I, I am. I have passed that. Uh, I. I don't think I am proud of anything our country does. Uh, not this country. No, I'm still proud of our country. Our I'm country not proud is. of what they do. Right. They're horrible. Right. They hate us, man. <clears throat> right. Absolutely. So we're, we're hated a lot. You know, we we were supposed to elect this babbling buffoon uh, because we wanted, quote, normalcy to return. We, yes. we wanted civility to return. Uh, the drooling and the soiling of one's shorts was just, you know, an added benefit uh, for, the, for the rest of the world. And now we uh, are hated. Mexico is now joining, has now uh, contacted uh, uh, China. Have you heard mm -hmm. this one? Uh, to complain about the United States and ask for China's help to um, protect them against the United States and their open border. Yeah. So, Could you imagine? Uh, there we go. So if, if Mexico joins the BRICS, we are in such deep shit. Uh, we we've lost the dollar to, as a petrodollar. Uh, Russia and China and Iran and Iraq have gotten together with uh, South Africa and now Mexico and Venezuela and all the rest of the world to say, uh, go screw you, we're not going to use American dollars anymore. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up and I hope you got some big gold reserves because your dollar is going to be worth toilet paper, if you could get toilet paper. It's coming. Yes, it is. It's and coming. it will happen instantly, overnight. Don't worry, George Soros got us. Yeah, yeah, he's got our back. No problem. Well, on that note, I think we got to take a break because we uh, <laughs> got to take a break, you know? Okay. 
Diane Pruitt, founder, Guiding Rain's Equine Assisted Therapy for Veterans, First Responders, and their families. Another incredible activity that we've done, we had them work in teams um, where they had to get the horses through the obstacles. No lead line, no touching, uh, but had them carry what we called a bucket of burdens. And we actually had them write on a sticker two goals and two burdens, you know, of each team member. And the goal, the only stipulation was that you could never set that bucket down and that you needed to exchange the bucket. Once you completed an obstacle, then I would hand it off to you. And we had like four obstacles. And so I observed and we watched this team go through this whole process. And one, uh, it was a female veteran. She never let that bucket go. And once they completed an obstacle, we asked them to, to take a rock or go out and set it down the obstacle. Never unloaded a rock. Finished the whole activity. I asked her how that went. She said, oh, it went great. You know, the horse did everything. And um, yeah, we feel like we really succeeded and we really feel good about it. And uh, she's standing there holding it. And I said, uh, you're still holding that bucket of burdens. And again, it was, she looks down at the bucket and looks at me like I had hit her between the eyes. And it just, again, the tears started to flow. And I said, you carry it all? She said, I sure do carried all those dreams all those goals and all those burdens but would not hand it off to somebody else or unload it that's that magical part i can't explain you can help keep this life-changing and vital program alive for veterans first responders and their caregivers won't you please help 100 percent of your one-time or recurring tax-deductible contribution goes directly to transforming the life of a deserving disabled brother or sister in arms Let's not turn our backs on those who have given themselves to preserving our liberty and rescuing us from harm. Please join me and the scores of other veterans and first responders who are stepping up to help our fallen brothers and sisters. Go to guidingreigns.org. See what they're accomplishing and consider helping us save this program from extinction. Because if it disappears, so does hope for so many families just like yours. GuidingRains.org. G-U-I-D-I-N-G-R-E-I-N-S dot O-R-G. Gun for Hire Radio is brought to you by Marty's V-Burger. Voted best house-made burger by Vegan News Magazine. Go to martysvburger.com. Marty has locations in Manhattan and Queens. And don't forget to mention Gun for Hire for 20% off. And we are back. I'm not ready to be back. Okay, then. We, you're not back yet. Yeah. All right, I'm back. Right, okay, back a couple again. of things. Uh, Marty's V Burger, just the one location in Manhattan right now. Mention, uh, you know, Marty, mention go for hiring, get a discount. You've heard his commercial. Uh, remember, if you live in New York, mytacdefense.com, mytacdefense.com, mention gun for hire, gun for hire radio, get a discount. 49 other states, please, especially with this mental health thing now that we just Ooh, reviewed, yeah. U.S. Law Shield. Yep. All Absolutely. right, come in and get a brochure. Yep. John from U.S. Law Shield is usually here on Thursdays uh, from 12 to 3 or 4 and Fridays from 5 to 8 when we're running the pistol qualifications. If you want to come qualify for your carry permit, we do it every Thursday, 12 to 3, and every Friday, 5 to 8 p.m., uh, walk-ins, and we'll take care of you. The uh, notary ladies are usually here. They're doing notaries and photos, and they check over your applications to make sure you fill them out properly. So one-stop shop. We do pretty much everything here except the MorphoTrack prints because that's because past Governor Corzine needs to wet his beak. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, you can get decoding <laughs> firearms by John Perciolino here, Kindle, or Amazon. Uh, the quarantine crawl is changing in a week or two. I'm not ready to launch that yet, uh, but it's 360 Pro 2A businesses, products, and services. Don't forget my doctor, Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Dot com optimal health wellness nj.com i went for blood work monday tuesday afternoon doctor calls me up all my blood work my blood panels were perfect sandy what did you think of my blood work wonderful absolutely wonderful wonderful, wonderful. my a1c is 5.3 bitches um <laughs> my my doc it was seven at one time <laughs> my doctor is optimal health wellness nj concierge medicine my wife tracy just joined uh the family with it too now Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club is looking for kids 12 to 18 years old to be in their junior rifle 
competitions. L-A-K-E-I-S.org. Sharon and Chris Decker down in Scotch Plains Zen Float Center. Check them out. My buddy John down in Monmouth County, Aberdeen Guns. Check him out as well. If you want updates, all things New Jersey, news number two letter a dot com news number two letter a dot com they have twitter they have facebook the whole bit you want to get on they just had john woos write an article john petrolino has been writing articles there it's a great thing to have okay remember if you go to the gun for hire homepage, you're going to see all the updates for the carry permit Everything that's going on, 99.9999% of your questions can be answered there. We just uploaded Brad Hendrick's new tips for the uh, mental health thing, all right? So pretty soon, uh, my phone number will be gone. Calling, emailing, and coming in here and asking concierge for my new cell phone number, it's not happening, okay? <laughs> I don't have it. I have, a, I have a flip phone that has no Wi-Fi and no text. When I went to AT and picked it up, the, the people there were laughing for me. Laughing at me. That that flip phone is for work, my wife, and my parents to call me in an emergency or me to call out. That's the phone I will be vacationing with the next three weeks. So if you're going to call me or text me, you're not going to get me. You're going to get the switchboard. I'm sorry about that, but I do not want to be in Indiana at NRA annual meeting and you're texting me, what are your hours at the range? I don't think I should have to handle that anymore. Uh, So I'm sorry about that, but. 888-486-3674 or info at gunforhire.com and all your questions will be answered. If it's an emergency, my staff will email it to me and when I get in front of a device with email, I will respond back to you. The North Jersey chapter Friends of the NRA is having a fundraiser and banquet at Biagio's in Paramus on the evening of October 5th. Steve Churchill is the chairperson. There's going to be hundreds of supporters there giving away a ton of stuff. I'm supposed to be the keynote speaker, and uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, camaraderie. So go to friendsofthenra.org, look up events, buy your tickets now. Don't forget, in July, July 29th, in Voorhees, the CNJFO DC Project New Jersey Fundraiser. Bill Spadia will be speaking, as well as Jay Factor will be speaking. Somebody else was speaking, I forgot already. How, how can I forget? That's how it begins. I think it was somebody I liked, too. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, okay. Let's do some some learning stuff here. Uh, so Dominic Terry had an input about, you know, using your AirPods as a uh, tracking device. Yeah. And he wrote, love the show, love all the info I get from it. Just wanted to add my two cents about the AirPods. Just this week, I thought I lost my AirPods. I work in Brooklyn. Ugh, I know. I live in Sayreville, New Jersey, and reached in my pocket for my AirPods once I was almost home and didn't find the case in my pocket. So I opened the Find My AirPods app, and it showed on the corner of Brooklyn where I was for work. I panicked because I was almost home already, and I called a few people to see if they could go look. Long story short, I found them in my pocket jacket and found out the hard way that the Find My AirPods app only updated location when you open the case. Ah, and it connects to your phone. So if you use the uh, AirPods in the airport, then stop and put them in your bag and fly across the country, the app will show them still in the first airport. Also, per your advice, I've gotten involved in my local government and with the Sayreville GOP and hope to run for committee person. Oh, great. And also, my wife is going to run for school board, maybe even myself, because hardening the schools is my top priority. Sayreville School Security, I feel, is already top-notch, but could always be better. Working in the New York City schools for a living, I see what an easy target all the schools are, and I want the exact opposite so that you – so so thank you for planting that seed. Listen, it starts there, Dom. Uh, we have to balkanize. We have to get together. We have to support each other. Run, like Sandy says, run for dog catcher. Right. Get involved. Go right. to the meetings. Bring your kids. Let your kids learn how civics work. All right? It's important. Now, since Scott, IT chief of staff, sent me that article about AirPods, he's fired. <laughs> Because he didn't include that, that you have to open the AirPods. I forwarded him Dominic's email. He never responded to me. Scott, what say you? Hmm. Another question I get about off-body carry in New Jersey. Okay, people are asking, uh, can I carry off-body? So let's look a little. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but let's look at the two C codes, safety requirements for handgun carry. Carry a handgun in public outside of a holster or carry a handgun in public in a holster that does not meet the requirements of subsection H. 
carry more than two firearms under the committee's control at one time or engage in unjustified display. For purpose of this section, holster means a device or sheath that securely retains a handgun, which, at a minimum, conceals and protects the main body of the firearm, maintains the firearm in a consistent and accessible position, and renders the trigger covered and inaccessible while the handgun is fully seated in the holster. So what I'm looking at here is if you have a fanny pack, you need a fanny pack that has a holster inside of it, one that's made to carry guns. Or get a fanny pack and have a small holster inside that fanny pack because the trigger has to be covered. Now, they say you're only supposed to carry on body, not off body. If you're wearing a fanny pack as a cross body or around your waist, that's on body. Right. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but that's how I'm construing it, right? Yeah. If a woman is wearing a purse, a cross body purse, is that, that's on body, right? Yeah, I would say. Right? I, I would say that. But so any person who holds a valid permit to carry a handgun issued pursuant to this section shall be authorized to carry a handgun in a holster concealed on their person in all parts in the state except as prohibited uh, by subsection blah, blah, blah. One permit shall be sufficient for all guns, blah, blah, blah. And uh, provided a brief incidental, you're allowed a brief incidental exposure of a handgun while transferring it to or from a holster due uh, to shifting of the person's body position or clothing shall be deemed a diminutiveness infraction within the contemplation. So, so this is from my buddy Dave Zanetti. He, he asked this question. So if you print a little bit, it's not a crime, you know, if it's an accidental print. Like if you're, if you're 400 pounds and you're wearing a girl's small crop top shirt with your gun... <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'll never get that image out of yeah, my we're head. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a problem if if you if you do that. So, yeah. so again, I'm not a lawyer. It's not legal advice, but you know because all laws in New Jersey are ambiguous to jam us up. Yep, exactly. We yeah. we know that, right? Yes, we do. Um, so uh, I I would say like someone asked me. I think it was Tom O'Byrne e- emailed me and said, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, can I carry a gun in my front pocket? So I sent them all that data. And I said, well, you have to get a pocket holster that covers the trigger. You should have a pocket holster anyway if you're carrying a small gun because it keeps the gun upright in positive drawing position. It also covers the trigger guard, which is very important. And it keeps it clean. Not, yeah, and clean. No lint. No and lint. also yeah. an itch can turn into a femoral artery oh, sever yes. if you don't have something oh, yeah. covering the, the trigger. So there are many, many ways to carry. You know, I guess cargo pants with a, uh, with a, with a pocket holster that covers the trigger. But yeah, I would I would construe if I was going you know bicycling, bicycling, mountain biking, or hiking, I would definitely have a fanny pack. Yeah, you know, but like we have the ones here that are designed to carry a gun. That's that's what we sell here. So yeah, I would consider that on body. But again, I'm not a lawyer. Do you have purses there too? We have purses, yes, yes. and that's on body. Yeah, they're not the they're not designer purses, but they get the job done. Yeah. They're designed, they have a trap door that opens with Velcro on each side of the purse. Oh, nice. So you can cross-draw and everything. Yeah, they're really, really nice. Uh, here's a letter from Manny G. Good evening, Anthony. I hope all is well on your end. Just writing to let you know, I got a call from the Union Police Department saying my carry is ready to be picked up. I tell you that, uh, that, that, that really made my day. He goes, I spoke to Detective Paul, and he's a big fan of you and Gun for Hire Radio. <laughs> Once again, thank you for all you do and teach us, Manny G. Thank you. There are a lot of cops out there that are big fans. Hey, so many, Paul. Yeah, so many, fan, so many supporters are coming in and telling us about their good police departments, you know. There's but the Pattersons, the Norks, lot, the Jerseys. But the Pattersons, the Norks, the Jersey Cities, oh, the wow. East Oranges. Come on, guys. And I think and it's girls. more, and it's not, the, it's not the rank and file. It's, a, it's the guys at the top who have political um, constraints against them or political motivation against them. That's who the problem is, yep. lies with. It's not, it's not the rank and file. Rank and file knows the truth, that an armed citizenry is there to help them. Correct. Law-abiding, tax-paying citizens. Yes, exactly. But, and they know that these people can be trusted. One hundred percent. But yeah, I, so I get all of this. Uh, you know, I get all of the good, the bad, and the ugly here. Here's one from Chris M. I was at your location yesterday to get some fingerprints done for one of my permits, and just wanted to thank you and your staff 
for how friendly and helpful they were. You have a great facility and look forward to frequenting it more often. It was a pleasure briefly meeting you, Chris. Yeah, I, uh, he came in. Uh, I could tell when somebody's coming for their Florida fingerprints because they got the manila envelope. <laughs> yeah, and, right. uh, I'm like, you're here for your Florida fingerprints? And I'm like, how did you know? <laughs> I'm like, mm, I'm psychic. Who was that woman who used to do <clears throat> Miss somebody or other. She used to do the psychic hotline. Remember that? Oh, my God. Yeah. What was her name? Oh, oh we're old. We can't somebody remember. Somebody write in. <laughs> yeah, somebody. The great Kresge? No. No, no, no. That was uh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Kresge, here's, yeah. Jo- here's John. Hello, my friend. Got the email today. My application for carry has been approved by Rutherford Police Department. I dropped off my packet March 14th, and it took a total of three weeks. I honestly thought I was going to get screwed around. Thank you for everything. In case someone asks, Rutherford PD was very professional, helpful, and timely. To you and yours, have a happy and blessed Easter. Love you, brother, John. Thank you, John, very much because we appreciate that. I hear I like to hear the positive feedback from departments as well. Uh, this is from John Valenti, a full-time or full-time member. Just wanted to send some good vibes throughout the community for. Uh, for for years, week after week, you guys nail it on Gun For Hire Radio with great info, guidance, and, of course, humor. I wanted to take a minute to commend my hometown PD as I listen each week about the poor process um, so many towns uh, are with dealing with uh, IDs and permits. I live in the town of Wood Ridge. That's Bergen County for you uh, uh, Taylor Ham people. And they have been on point as I have experienced and completed the process of all the topics. The chief just does it right over here, and I'm very grateful to him and his process and commitment to his community. Although my permit sat with the Bergen County judge first, they wasted no time in getting to me within a day or two from when they received it from the courts. I had also applied for purchase permits three times since October and had no issues and received them properly. Uh, thought it would be nice to shout out for a town that does it right. And while I'm recognizing some good experience, I also want to commend the entire staff at the gun store because they are always on the top of their game and they treat everyone like a VIP. Last, I can't forget the range guys, especially Lou and Butch. I love those guys and enjoy catching up with them every week. True professionals. Keep up the great work and the great things. Thanks. Your full-time member, John Valenti. Thank you, John. We appreciate that. And it's nice to hear another town... Uh, doing what they're supposed to do uh here's one this one is to give more work to phoebe because she doesn't have enough work already hey phoebe my name is wendy deboeuf and i'm a gun for hire member uh new this year and i totally love everyone there the rso's store staff teachers and the entire culture i really didn't think i was going to especially as a woman coming to such a big place with so many people in and out all the time and there being a majority of men at the range. Mm-hmm. That's a really nice thing to say, isn't it? Yes, sure is. It was a really big deal for me to come by myself for the first time this past Saturday. I almost didn't have the courage to do it. Guys and girls, you out there listening, see this is, see how hard it could be for some yeah. people? Yeah. Yep. For Wendy to come in by herself, she had to work up the courage. That's why I tell my staff, we greet everybody. We treat everybody like family because people are walking in nervous because of 40 years of media conditioning that they're all, we're all sexist, racist, misogynist, you know, hillbillies. <laughs> yeah, right. So, right. So uh, I almost didn't have the courage to do it. I felt intimidated to walk up and ask for a port and then be in the range by myself. Of course, everyone helped me feel totally comfortable, and I will never question coming to shoot on my own again. But it got me thinking that there may be a lot of other women members who stay away and don't use the range as often as they might, not waiting to come, not wanting to come alone. Maybe they would if they knew there were a lot of other enthusiastic women shooters there, proudly doing our thing together. I'd love to hear about your pro- progress in developing a woman's league at Gun for Hire. I'd be interested in getting involved in the creation of one. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Wendy. Wendy, wow, thank you so much. Uh, Phoebe has been busy. First, we had the NFT thing, and there was a few other issues, but she is going to be working on it. We're going to be looking for volunteers. We already have a few. Jennifer, Jen, Jenny out there who just got her uh, Sig Rose from us. They're all going to be helping uh, Phoebe. We're going to be starting a female army. And uh, they're all going to be getting involved, and uh, we're going to launch this. But let's go into the mindset here uh, of Wendy, right? So she came a few times with somebody else, and now she had to work up the courage Mm. to come in here. 
Uh, so for the ranges that exist out there, that sexism still is there and the, the testosterone and the muchissimo and the range is dirty and unkempt and your bathrooms are, are disgusting. Think of all of the customers you are letting slip through your fingertips. Yep. Think about all the women that came there with a man, observed the way you run your things and never came, and back. Never came back. Yep. All right. So this is what we have to think of. And Sandy coined the term 172 years ago. Each one, reach one. Bring your people here. Tom Skelly came here from Exit 3, member number like four, uh, with his wife and his daughter and his son-in-law. And she had never been here before, the daughter. And they spent half the day here. On Friday, oh, uh, you know, everybody was blown away. I love those people. He's a challenge coin holder. He got his carry permit from here. Huge advocate for gun for hire. I love him to death. But uh, this is what we have to do. Continue, and I see it every day. We see the people coming in. And again, the majority, the far majority of the women are attached to a male when they come in. But we see more and more females coming on their own. And we need we need more Wendy's like that to step up and come in here and and shoot by themselves. And we need more men. To be critical of that, I got to tell you something. The first time I walked into a gun store 40 years ago, I was scared. Yeah, me too. I was intimidated. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the first time I went into a range, I was intimidated. I didn't know what to expect. And Am I, I did not have up? a good experience. You. That's right. What happened to you, by the way? I, I went into the, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to mention the range, but it, it, was a, it was an old venerated range, uh, a gun store. And I went in to purchase my first handgun. <coughs> and pretty much... Was ignored and treated like crap because I didn't know the nomenclature. Uh, you know, I didn't know exactly what to ask for. I asked in in their minds stupid questions, and I ended up leaving, not purchasing a gun. Uh, and that was back in the time that remember, if you didn't walk in waving your permit over your head, they wouldn't even wait on you at the counter. I hear people they go to other places, and the person behind the counter says, "You buying or not?" Oh man, that's that's the same, uh, the same mentality that still exists. So it's that's sad to see, but but at you least know, there's we, places like yours available. Yeah, we we take it for granted. But I drill my staff every day, the males and females. You know, and I have Randy up front, and I have Dragona up front, and I have Brielle up front, and uh, we have you know we have a lot of women. Uh, on the weekends, we have Kayla and Fatima, and if I, I forgot you, I'm sorry. But we have. Uh, <clears throat> so many women that work up front. We have young kids, guys and girls like John, John Y. Uh, you know, and uh, it helps obviously soften it up when people come in and see the diversity. But, you know, we, we don't realize the mindset of someone coming in here. Not every woman has the chutzpah to just get out of her right. car and come exactly in here. Exactly right, yeah. And, it, you know, it also depends on, like, where they've worked and back experience and, you know, family exposure and everything. But but the media just, you know, perpetuates this, that they're going to walk in here and, you know, it's going they're walking an into a biker home. bar. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's not <clears> and just women, too, Ann. I mean, I, I remember there's the many first men time I like ever that. went into a, a range, too. It was the same thing. And, and again, I'm not going to mention the name of the range, but... Um, I had a I had a, uh, a a stovepipe jam, and did not know how to um, a, a eliminate to clear the uh, to clear the jam because I was just testing a gun I was unfamiliar with, and uh, man, it was like it, you, it, you I didn't even want to call the RSO because it, you, because you're so embarrassed by what's going on, but I I had no. And, and again, was treated pretty poorly. I drove down. Uh, my third time shooting was indoors alone. I shot outside twice with a friend of mine. So now I'm going to a range. There was nobody else to shoot. And uh, I drive all the way down Route 22 to uh, Ray Sporting Goods. Yep, yep. Which is gone now. Yep. And uh, so I'm ultra vigilant, paying attention and everything. I'm probably like 25, 26 years old. And I had a 686 or some variant revolver, 617, something like that. No, no, it wasn't a 22, uh, maybe a 519. And um, I had a Beretta handgun, and I paid, and I go in, and the range officer was in a booth back then with a speaker, old school. Yeah. And I go on my port, and I set up, and two seconds before I go to shoot, I hear the range officer yell, Hey, a-hole in port seven, put that gun down. I'm like, Please, God, don't let me be in Port 7. I looked up. I'm in Port 9. 
<laughs> I'm like, thank you, God. But the <laughs> range officer, it, it was all guys shooting. Yeah. The place was filled with smoke. You could just yeah. see. You, know, you have that waxy taste in the back of your throat yeah, and in your yeah, nose yeah, when you yeah, leave. Yeah, you blow yeah, your nose. Yeah, it was black. Exactly. All he did was yell. Oh, man. All the range officer did was yell. <laughs> and I was like, wow, I need to go back to shooting outside. Yeah. And this was before the bullet hole didn't have a range back then. Like, this is pre-bullet hole. You wow. know, Manny only had a little gun store attached to Rossmore Pharmacy on Washington Avenue, Belleville. It was like oh, 35 man. square feet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then there was uh, Hudson County Range, Carl, and uh, who passed away a few years ago, rest his soul. And then there was a, you know, there was Greeley's on Route 23. Yeah. And um, then there was the 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 Hunters, uh, GNS Hunters, which is still there in the basement in Patterson, in Patterson. on Main Street yeah, in Patterson. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of where else we used to go shoot. And uh, most of those places, when it rained outside, it rained inside. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and they had one 60 watt light bulb swinging from the cord, <laughs> going back and forth on top, and you had the cranks. With a clothesline right, to send right, the target in right. and out. No and when you sent the, yeah, when you sent no, and when you sent the target out, it danced for ten minutes. Yeah, you had to wait exactly, for it to settle down. Exactly. And a lot of places that had uh, a, some kind of fan system, if the target was set at a certain distance, the fan would hit the target and the it target would it. move. Yeah, you'd have to find a sweet spot. You'd have to find a sweet spot where you had light on the front of the target and no wind hitting it. That's true. You didn't get to decide what what distance to shoot. No. You had to pick the distance that had no wind and had light. That's so true. Oh, so true. And you were hoping that there wasn't a big flash fire. <laughs> and and then you'd leave and you'd blow your nose. It was black. Oh and yeah. For, and for a whole day, I'd be like, <clears throat> <clears throat> I got this waxy taste in my mouth and uh, what is that you know and go to the doctor congratulations your iq went down another four digits <laughs> beautiful doc thank you a half an and, inch of visible unspent cordite on the floor correct and they had one bathroom and i'll never forget one of the ranges i i guess you know the sheetrock rotted behind the sink so they just put duct tape oh yeah it. yeah just yeah if if and, they did that, that and was there was a like a decoration greasy bar soap on the top of the oh, seat. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. There was no pump soap or no. anything. No, it was all had, bar ivory soap with all kind and, of... And, <laughs> and for you old guys out there, they had the uh, the hand dryer that went around. The yeah, cloth... Yeah, yeah, the cloth thing, the cloth towel that spun around. <laughs> you pulled it down, and it went around, and I guess it went through some magic cleansing thing. <laughs> and you pulled it down, and it ate the back part of it. And for you old timers, I hope that's a trip down memory lane. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we wore plugs there, and we wore uh, we wore eye protection, obviously. But you know, most of those ranges back then, there was no RSO. No, you paid and you went inside, <laughs> right. and it was the Wild West. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> and I remember I would shoot in the port, and between shots, I would step back and look left and right, right, just to you make know, sure and, nobody's and, covering you with their gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it was nice if you went with somebody. It was a buddy system. Yeah. You know, like you watch yeah, my back right. while I shoot, and I'll watch your back. Like there was this unwritten yeah. language. You'd look at each other. Yeah, right. I'm going to shoot a couple shots now. <laughs> okay, I'll keep an eye. It's so true. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was different. Yes, and, it was. Uh, you know, most of those places, I usually ended up peeing alongside my car in a parking yeah, lot. Because it was cleaner. Because I, <laughs> I couldn't hold my breath long enough. No, no, exactly. In the bathroom, you know, oh, to pee. I remember and, when we were doing research for the for the range. And we would go from place to place to place. I mean, state after state after state. And some of those places. Do you remember the place that had the spackle bucket and a shower curtain around it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we went to some rough places. Yes, I wanted we to get did. ideas, <laughs> you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, uh, we when did. We, were we designing. saw a lot of the bad and ugly. So, <laughs> that's about 12 years ago, by the way. Yeah, that's right. I was 50. Wow. But uh, going back to Wendy, it, that was, it's very poignant that it comes at this time because uh, we need more people. Uh, you know, whether it's the gay community, whether it's the minority community, the female community, 
I, your color, your religion, your sexual persuasion. We don't care at Gun for Hire. Come down, introduce your friends and family. And, and, and for everybody else out there listening, if you shoot at a range that should step it up a notch a little bit, let that range owner or staff listen to this show and let them hear Wendy's letter. Yeah. And let them realize that's money. Listen, we need more strength. We need more people in this big tent, right? So if that renegade range out in Pennsylvania, if they hear this and they clean up their act and they and they attract 5,000 more women over the next two years, that helps us all. Yes, it does. Right? Uh, next week's show, I will be broadcasting from Indiana at the NRA annual meetings, by the way. And then two weeks in a row after that, I will be broadcasting from Florida at an undisclosed dis- location. Nick Mangelli, shut your mouth. <laughs> um, listen, we got a ton of classes. Urban Mace, Urban Stun Gun, Atenzia Kali, Pen and Knife. Uh, we have Gun Cleaning 101. Urban Precision Rifle is June 9th and 10th. It's almost sold out. Use of Force, CPR, AED, Hemorrhage Control. And Chuck Leonard and Luann are coming down. They're going to be running all the NRA instructors their classes please share this show we have another mental health trap out there we can't allow this please spread the word thank you all for all your support sandy wrap it up very happy easter and passover to all of you and it looks like you've done it again you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to gun for hire radio Gun for Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was under the Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which he failed to mention this week, but it is still on sale at bookstores everywhere good books are sold, and at the gun shop, bookshop, gun range known as Gun for Hire, where Anthony from time to time visits. If he's not avoiding phone calls and text messages, that is. <laughs> so we love you guys. Uh, God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out from the shadows of the New York City skyline and the beautiful shores of the Gulf of Mexico. We love you guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>